This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves here toll-free, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find on our website. Those other talk show hosts, they charge you for their sites. Most of them do. And I bet you that you'll find more on the Free Talk Live site for free than you will find behind the paywall of fill-in-the-blank major host show name. Safe guess. Yeah, go see for yourself. It's uh, Ian here, by the way. And Mark. And our website is freetalklive.com. The main feature actually allows you to control the content, something else that those other talk show hosts are not interested in having you do. Uh, They want to tell you what they think is important. Our site is the other way around. You tell us what you think is important, and you can do that by submitting show prep over at freetalklive.com. And then it must receive a certain number of votes because other people have to agree with you that it's important. Uh, And then once it does receive enough votes, it will be promoted to the front page of the website. Go and see for yourself. Get interactive. It's totally free. freetalklive.com. So, uh, Mark, I guess, you know, two weeks from today, you're going to be on vacation Supposedly. In sunny South Florida. That is, if it doesn't all end the day before. The 21st, of course, as many people are suggesting, is going to be the end of the world. And according to the Telegraph in the UK, some people are freaking out about this. Really? There was an article I had, I think it was earlier this week. We never got to it. It's typical we don't get to most of the stuff we bring in to talk about on this show. It's free uh, talk live, yeah, after all. People yeah. call in and talk about what they want to talk yeah, about. Exactly. Uh, so... I have a different article here, but the one I was I had previously was that NASA had put out some sort of a, a notice, some kind of an alert uh, to be careful because teenagers and young people are particularly subject to being swayed on this particular issue, the idea that the world is going to end. Really? You know, it, it kind of makes sense, right? I mean, they haven't been around for all the predictions. I mean, if you're younger, you haven't been there for... What was that guy from the, the church uh, most recently? It was like a year ago that predicted the world was going to end on October something or other. I don't know. He was uh, relevant for just a few he minutes. He was like a radio guy, whoever a, a he radio was. Radio preacher fella. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he fell off into obscurity after his, uh, you know, his plot did failed. He, did he die? Did he? I don't I think know. he did. I didn't hear about that. So... Um, anyway, so they haven't seen these things happening, so maybe they just don't have enough experience with knowing. Oh, camping? Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, just another, uh, you know, a bunk claim by some religious zealot. But this one seems to have some steam behind it. It seems to have uh, more to it. There seems to be a lot more, uh, I guess, of a diversity of people. It's not just one cult that's uh, believing the world is going to change or one guru or the world is going to end. Anyway, here's a story from The Telegraph. Ahead of December 21st, which marks the conclusion of the 5,125-year long count Mayan calendar, panic buying of candles and essentials has been reported in China and Russia, along with an explosion in sales of survival shelters in America. In France, believers were preparing to converge on a mountain where they believe aliens will rescue them. The precise manner of Armageddon remains vague, ranging from a catastrophic celestial collision between Earth and the mythical planet Nibiru, also known as Planet X, a disastrous crash with a comet, or the annihilation of civilization by a giant solar storm. In America... Yeah, I like that one instead. (laughs) Ron Hubbard, manufacturer of high-tech underground survival shelters, has seen his business explode. He says, we've gone from one a month to one a day. Now, Mark, I don't know. I don't know how many sales you get here for Free Talk Live, but if you could get one sale every single day, we'd be sitting pretty. We'd run out of inventory. 
Real fast. It would depend on the size of the sale. <laughs> it wouldn't be too too shabby, though, right? No, that's to, a good thing. To have an average sale once a day. This guy's getting them now every day. And these are big, you know, underground bunkers. Those things can't be cheap. So he's seeing a huge difference. He says, I don't have an opinion on the Mayan calendar, but uh, when astrophysicists come to me, buy my shelters, and tell me to be prepared for solar flares, radiation, EMPs, that is electromagnetic pulses, I'm going underground on the 19th and coming out on the 23rd, just in case someone's right. <laughs> wow. In the French Pyrenees, the mayor of Bougarich, population 179, has attempted to prevent pandemonium by banning UFO watchers and light aircraft from the flat-topped Mount Peak de Bougarich. I have no idea if I'm probably, I'm probably butchering that name. According to New Why Age, do wanna, people want to go to Mount Booger on the, for the end of the world? I'm not, a, I'm not understanding. According to New you, here you go. Uh, it, according to New Age lore, is an alien garage where extraterrestrials are waiting to abandon Earth, hmm. taking the lucky few humans with them. Russia saw well, now I know. people in Outninsk in Korov region rushing to buy kerosene and supplies after a newspaper article supposedly written by a Tibetan monk confirmed the end of the world. The city of Novokuznetsk faced a run on salt in Barnal, close to the Altai Mountains, panic buyers snapped up all the torches and thermos flasks. Do, you Do they mean flashlights? Or are they selling, like, bundles of torches? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Torched is a uh, UK term for flashlight, yeah. so yes. I'm, okay. I'm glad you asked that. It helps uh, clarify for some folks. <laughs> Good Lord. Just like they for- call uh, cookies biscuits over there. I wonder if people ever use torches like they have in Hollywood because I, I, you know, because this could be very well just be an invention of Hollywood. Yeah. Whoever had fire on a stick, Somebody I don't know. Somebody did. Somebody did. Uh, the city. Uh, let's see. Dmitry Medvedev, the Russian prime minister, even addressed the situation. He said, "I don't believe in the end of the world." Before adding, somewhat disconcertingly, at least not this year. <laughs> In China, which had no history of preoccupation with the end of the world, a wave of paranoia about the apocalypse can be traced to the 2009 Hollywood blockbuster 2012. The film starring John Cusack it's was scary. a smash hit in China. Have you seen it? No. I haven't either. <laughs> I've seen the, I saw the previews for it. It was to, you know, one of those disaster films with yep. all kinds of natural disasters yeah. happening. Hurricane. Earthquake. You just pick your natural disaster. They've got a film that's titled that. It apparently was a smash hit in China as viewers were seduced by a plot that saw the Chinese military building arcs to save humanity. Some in China, by the way, the military's not going to save you. If it comes to the end of the world, (laughs) they're not going to build an arc to save you. They're going to save themselves and El Presidente or El Premier or whoever it is that they're tasked with protecting. They've dug bunkers so that they can take... The politicians and right. their their cronies down uh, to where it's safe. Not you. You you're going to be out there, eat, you know, fighting tooth and nail with the zombies. They may have a list of attractive females that they would also take down there with them, uh, but that would be about as far as it goes. <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't be able to say who's on the list and who's. I know I'm not. Some in China are taking the prospect of Armageddon seriously, uh, with panic of buying candles reported in the Xi'an province. Because nothing heads off Armageddon like a good flame. Well, it's good if, if the lights go out, you want to be able to have a candle. <laughs> the source of the panic was traced to a post in Sina Weibo, China's version of Twitter, predicting that there will be three days of darkness when the apocalypse arrives. One grocery store owner said, At first we had no idea why, but then we heard someone muttering about the continuous darkness. Shanghai police said scam artists have been convincing pensioners to hand over savings in a last act of charity. 
Oh, man. Meanwhile, in Mexico, where the ancient Mayan civilization flourished, the end times has been seen as opportunity. The country's organized hundreds of Maya-themed events, and tourism is expected (laughs) to have doubled this year. NASA has been aggressive. I don't think anything booked for December 22nd. NASA has been aggressively seeking to dispel doomsday fears. It says there's no evidence Nibiru exists, that secret planet or whatever, Planet yeah. X, and rumors it could be hiding. Uh, rumors that it could be behind. Excuse me, it could be hiding behind the sun are unfounded. They say that it can't hide behind the sun forever, and we would have seen it years ago. <laughs> Unless it's, it's like perfect- the one planet that doesn't actually rotate. Or doesn't uh, well, orbit the sun? It would, no, it would orbit the sun uh, in the same at the same orbit as the, as as the, the Earth. Earth. It, you know, just stay behind it the whole time. Right. Except then, how would it ever crash into us on the twenty first? It would have to speed up or something. Yeah, real fast too. Yeah. Right. It doesn't make any sense that it would be back there. And also, they mathematically predict uh, these the solar system objects uh, because of their effect. And if you had a large solar system object that was you know somewhere near earth on the opposite side of the sun it would b- play a big big role in the uh, you know inner solar system what do the mayans themselves have to say about this we will explain that in moments and what about you are you getting a little extra prepared for december 21st are you freaked out do you think something is going to happen or is this a bunch of bunk 855-450-FREE or do you know anyone who's freaked out 1-855-450-3733 This is Free Talk Live's live Saturday edition Are you a fan of beer, liberty and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rots network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, and we do that for free, so you can enjoy. And many of those features, uh, one of them includes the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of the program, uh, drop on over to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see that. If you're a lady listener, you can become part of the Shrine. The instructions are there, and they're pretty simple. Shrine.freetalklive.com. If you are looking for survival gear, the place to go is manventureoutpost.com. They've got gear for people who want to do camping or hunting, shooting, survival gear, bug-out bags that are ready for you. Whatever it is you need, they've got it at manventureoutpost.com. They carry the name brands you want at the lowest prices on ammunition, knives, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, firearm accessories, archery, air gun, holsters, water purification, tents, apparel, boating equipment, and more. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and they've got the lowest prices. Go check for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. All right, we are talking about the purported Mayan apocalypse, supposedly coming up on the 21st. 
hasn't really been made clear exactly what time it'll happen. Will it be universal coordinated time? Uh, will it be Eastern time? Or will it wait until the very end of, uh, of the day? And there's uh, been a quite a, a variety of responses from people. And we're going to go to you and your thoughts here. Want to know... And we'll tell you more about what the Mayans themselves have to say well, about this. But uh, one thing's for certain, the end of the world, if, when it comes on the 21st, mm-hmm. since it's 12, 21, 12, it must have ones and twos in it. Mm, okay, so it could be 12, 12. It could be either 12, 12 a.m. Or, or 12, 21. Yeah, or it could be two something, I guess, 2, 12 mm-hmm. or 2, 21. Uh, so we'll, we'll get to the Mayans and what they actually have to say about this here. But people around the world, uh, many of them have been freaking out every, you know, Everywhere from, you know, Russia to France to the U.S., some folks believe that the aliens are going to whisk them away from a mountaintop in France or a hilltop in France. Others believe that uh, they just need to stock up. They're going to make it through just a few days of, uh, you know, basically a blackout. And still some others believe they need to build an underground bunker. Let's go to Simon. He's listening in Tennessee to Extreme Talk on XM. Hey, Simon. Hi, how are you, Mark and Annan? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, as you know how it is with uh, talk radio, there's probably a new guru every week. But uh, one of the big new uh, gurus is uh, Clyde Lewis with Brown Zero. It's a coast-to-coast type show. And he was talking about this uh, Mayan 2012 calendar. Uh, okay. Have you heard of him yet? I've heard of him, yeah. It's, I haven't. It's, uh, he's actually syndicated, I think, by the same company that does Coast to Coast. Okay, yeah, and uh, I listen to Coast a lot, but I guess he kind of brought a new nugget for a uh, thought that I hadn't thought about yet. And, um, sorry, I am uh, all of a sudden hit a bunch of traffic right when I called y'all, so it goes sometimes, but uh, the thing he was saying is that something about planet alignment, I didn't really look it up yet, but I was just going to refer to him because y'all asked uh, what I'd heard about it, and also a big thing he was saying, which is like tempting space that the uh, Highstone Collider, looking for the God Particle, Mm -hmm. they're working, uh, they're starting up the 17th, going to the 21st, and ending it on the 21st, and he's like, (laughs) aren't they just tempting space, you know, I mean, people are freaking out, and you're going to go start a black hole or Whatever it does, I know it can really, you know, technically or uh, in theory, it could really mess up some things. Some people say, you know, making black holes and whatnot. It sounds like a good way to get some publicity, though, for what would normally be some dull science experiments is, hey, let's, guys, let's do this on uh, the weekend the world's supposed to end. <laughs> Put out a press release. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And uh, just if anybody wants to look it up, uh, the other thing that was on with Clyde Lewis, this is one of the craziest things I've heard. Um, this is kind of down my alley. I love the uh, ideas of freedom, and I, my time, I know, is better spent on that. But this guy named Andrew, I forget his last name, he was in a project called Pegasus. His claim is he went with Barack Obama as a teenager to Mars. And Dr. Ed Dames, you're talking about, uh, what is that, where you look into the future remote viewing? Uh, Dr. Ed Dames, <laughs> I'm close all the time, claimed he went, uh, Dr. Ed Dames taught him how to go to Mars and time travel to the past to see the crucifixion of Jesus, things like this. And then one of the best parts is he's a lawyer, so you know. Wow. You know, they're good at lying or whatever. And he's, paying, he's charging like $100 for his convention. So this guy, it's really interesting cheap. if you ever catch him. Oh, is that pretty Hold on. Let me see if I'm following this. The lawyer claims he went to Mars and charges $100 for a convention. Where would where'd the convention come into to play? Um, yeah, he just talks about all this Pegasus deal. But it, sometimes he'll get some hard hitters like uh, I can't, one of the president's granddaughters called in and verified for him. And George Norrie couldn't believe it. Just couldn't believe Verified what? That she went to Mars that, with Barack Obama? Please say that's true. No, no, just that she had a hearsay, basically. But still, just that she would call in. I guess George Norrie verified it. It's hard to say, like you said before. Uh, there's so many people on that show. But uh, he claimed the other guy that's with this guy named Andrew is running for the Democratic process in 2016 for presidency. 
And I'm like, seriously, he's going to run for the presidency after he claims he jumped somehow with a time machine to Mars with Barack Obama? That's even more wild than uh, Vermin Supreme's claims that he has uh, actually come back in time from the future with like 2025 and is now running for president in the present day. So that's it. That's even more wild. You know, Simon, uh, thanks for the call. Do appreciate hearing from you. Interesting addition. Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to say something real quick about Mike Church. Uh, before you mentioned that you thought maybe he was just a mainstream like the rest of them. I don't know. Have you ever uh, studied him after you said that statement much? Who's he? No, this is one of the guys who hosts a show that's only on Sirius XM. He's touted as being a liberty-minded guy. I know that he's got some liberty-minded people working for him, from what I understand. Um, you know, I've never I really... Give, uh, I just want to give credit where credit was due. Through the whole process, when Ron Paul was running, all he did was talk about that as a freedom, and Ron Paul, and I uh, wanted everybody to vote for Ron Paul. And then... Uh, like a friend of his has another show even said that he didn't vote for Romney. He voted for some constitution guy. So I just wanted to give him yeah. credit for being a liberty-minded guy. To yeah, I, qu- I question anyone that votes for the Constitution Party. I mean, they're they're probably better than the Republicans and Democrats. I'll give them that. Really? Um, but the Constitution... When this other guy said it, it was vague of who it was. Yeah. I guess he, did, he never said who he voted for. He just was Ron Paul the way and mm-hmm. those kind of ideas. So I just want to give him credit for that. Well, there was only... Thank you for that. I appreciate the call, uh, Simon, and, I, and thanks for the thoughts. Uh, the... I forget who the Constitution Party guy was this year, too. But in 2008, Ron Paul endorsed the Constitution Party guy. And I guess the reason why was because the Libertarians had nominated Bob Barr, and he's just a joke as uh, as far as the claim that he's a Libertarian. So the Constitution guy was the lesser of all the evils, I think, is why Ron Paul would have endorsed them. Because I can't imagine Ron Paul endorsing a Constitution Party candidate out of principle, considering they don't have any principles. Chuck Baldwin was who uh, Ron Paul endorsed in 2008. Virgil Goode was the Constitution Party's candidate in 2012. And they don't have any principles. So, uh, you know, their principle is that there should be a theocracy in this country. Yeah, they should be called the Bible Party, not the Constitution Party, because they seem to shove the Bible down your throat party because they're the kind of people who want to, you know, they want to ban gambling. They want to continue the ban on uh, prostitution. They want to eliminate pornography, all kinds. Uh, they certainly don't like the idea of gay marriage. Uh, they do not favor your right to control your body, as in you should be able to put whatever drugs they sure uh, don't have any, you want into it. They, they really don't care anything about that. He who's without sin cast the first stone thing. They don't, they don't have anything to do with that. Yeah. 855-450-FREE. So anybody that would vote for the Constitution Party candidate, I question uh, their commitment to the ideas of liberty. Either they have not looked into the Constitution Party, it doesn't take much more time than to go and look at their party platform. That's all you really need to do, and it'll just, if you love liberty, it'll totally turn you off. Uh, but if you just look at them and you believe that they you know, care about the Constitution, and that's the only amount of research you've done, then I could understand why someone would be uh, fooled by them. More coming up. This is Free Puke in the Gang, the podcast for grumpy young men, brings you issues. We are talking about raping babies. I love Nazis. Beast Jesus. News. New York shuts down vibrator giveaway. Here's a fun story out of uh, Spain. El Correo. No, wait, that's a newspaper. Personal stories. I kicked a windshield once because I was angry. I just got annoyed and I wanted to die. I know all the words to get jiggy with it. I have a horribly tiny penis. Responsible journalism. I'm drinking all liquor. When we do the show, we're generally drunk. Puke in the Gang and cake. Free Talk Live. Live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything you want at 855 453 
That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. You can get signed up and follow us via email or Twitter or Facebook. Now, if you uh, sign for the emails, you will not miss a single important news update about Free Talk Live. If you don't follow us via email and you choose Twitter or Facebook, you'll get more than just the important news about the show. You'll get questions during the show. You'll get observations. Sometimes we'll post some show prep there. But the way that Twitter and Facebook work, you don't always see everything unless you take the extra time to subscribe to our updates. And they don't make that incredibly user-friendly on Facebook, for instance. Uh, You actually have to hover over the like button, I think, and then click subscribe to updates or something like that. I don't have it in front of me right now. But if you want, you can go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up for any one of those. Email, Twitter, Facebook. In fact, we've got some uh, Facebook responses to my question about the Mayan calendar. We'll share with you uh, here in a moment. News.freetalklive.com. Under the mistletoe this year, there's only one thing. You should be slipping into your lover's mouth. Stateless, sweets, delicious, handmade, all-natural candy pervert the holidays are going to be full of empty calories this year so make your calories count with the very best handcrafted confections chocolate covered pistachio brittle salted honey caramels english toffee and the best fudge you've ever tasted you know i put that in there for you because i know that's your favorite the fudge yes i, do I like the it. english toffee but i haven't had the chocolate covered pistachio brittle they've mm-hmm. got about 30 different Types of candies over there. I was candies. overwhelmed a little bit when yeah. I looked at the, the listing. Like, where do you start? There is a variety pack, though, is there not? There is. And that's what you should bring to whatever holiday parties you're right. going to this year. Go get go to statelesssweets.com and uh, get prepared because this will make you very popular. Trust me. It's statelesssweets.com because even though it's made with all natural ingredients and only the best, it is not made with anything from the state. Statelesssweets.com. And you can use coupon code F. FTL, FTL is in Free Talk Live, mm-hmm. in order to save 10%. At statelesssweets.com, coupon code FTL. People are going crazy over the end of the world, or what is purported to be the end of the world, the end of the Mayan calendar, and uh, people all over the world now. And, and some of them, in simple response to a news article, so, like over in China, there was a news article that was printed in a local uh, paper that resulted in a huge run on candles because the person writing the article suggested that uh, that there could be three days of darkness on December 21st. It so, is remarkable what people will do once they see something on uh, newsprint. Yeah. So some people are responding in pretty serious ways, uh, some buying underground bunkers for their property, some going onto a mountaintop or a hilltop in France and awaiting pickup from uh, some ex- departing extraterrestrials. Uh, so because the extra, ex, ex, extraterrestrials really want to come get you. Well, the, actually, the claim is that they're already here and that they'll be leaving at that time. I see. So they'll be able to hitch a ride. Hmm. And but why would they stop if they're leaving? Why would they stop there at that mountaintop? That, you know, that's a good question, Mark. If you'd like to try to book the person who uh, believes this crazy theory for as a guest, you you should do that for your Edgington Post. Oh boy! Uh, but no, I don't have that answer here. I've just kind of got a general overview piece from the Telegraph that kind of goes over a number of the theories. Uh, one of them is that there's a secret planet hiding behind the sun called Nibiru. That is ostensibly going to pop out from behind the sun and throw itself at Earth uh, in order to cause some sort of intergalactic collision. Uh, And NASA scientists are saying, yeah, sorry, that's just not possible. If there was uh, something behind the sun like that, we would have seen it years ago, they say. And also they rejected apocalyptic theories about unusual alignments of the planets 
and also the theory that the Earth's magnetic poles could suddenly flip. Conspiracy theory. Don't they actually do that? I've heard something about that happening in the past. I mean, I don't know what it would mean to anything, but I, I, I don't poles flip? Could and, that be called and, the world ending if the magnetic poles flip? And as I understand, the moon that, uh, the, you know, the Luna that we see in the sky every night is mm-hmm. a chunk of Earth thrown off by a collision that uh, it's some time ago so that it was able to spin around and, hmm. and get circular again. Really? But, yeah. And um, that's as I understand it. So... Yeah, I mean, you know, there's collisions with body. There, there are all kinds of near-Earth objects. Go and look up near-Earth objects, um, you know, on Wikipedia, and you'll you'll find that there are a bunch of them, and some of them, you know, disturbingly large. If you can imagine something, say the 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 size of Arkansas hitting the planet, it would be really bad for life on the planet. Space agency, uh, excuse me, conspiracy theorists contend that the space agency is involved in an elaborate cover-up to well. prevent panic. But David Morrison, astronomer at NASA, because why do they care if panic occurs? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't a they be panicking, and uh, b right. wh- why do they care if well, panic occurs? I guess the claim would be they probably have their bunker, so they wouldn't be panicking. So why do they care if panic occurs on yeah. the the outside of it? So David Morrison, astronomer at NASA, said at least once a week I get a message from a young person as young as eleven who says they're ill and are contemplating suicide because of the coming doomsday. Now, that's a very real possibility, and, and that's pretty serious. Uh, you know, there was that, what was it, the Doomsday Cult from the late 1990s, was it? You remember that that one where they had this you know cult leader who told them that the aliens were going, to, uh, the Raelians or something like that. Raelians sounds uh, right. Were, were going to fly by the, uh, the Earth, and this was their one chance to be saved, and that they took some sort of a poison, I guess yeah. it was, and killed themselves in mass. I wonder if we're going to see any of that as the 21st gets closer. That's a disturbing possibility. The here. thing about killing yourself in order to get on an alien air, um, air, uh, spacecraft is is that who can say it didn't work? Good point. This is the problem with faith. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, we all sit here and chuckle about the people who killed right. themselves in order to get on the alien air, They uh, could spacecraft. be sitting pretty right now. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, really, every religion's got their alien spacecraft. They call it something different, and yeah. that's where you go. I don't know. I'm not going to claim to know. But we chuckle about the people who went, you know, killed themselves to get on the alien spacecraft. What difference is it from, you know, heaven or Valhalla or, you know, whatever the other place is? Uh, the Greeks, I think they just had some place you Hades you just go after life I don't know they didn't seem to have two spots but um, you know certainly there are plenty of religions that have more than one spot let's uh, continue here with uh, David he says that I think that it's evil for people to propagate rumors on the internet to frighten children now that's not the reason why these rumors are being propagated I would think not I think the people that are propagating these rumors really do believe them and they uh, are you know not necessarily considering the the innocent minds of the children out there that could well, be affected They're by trying them. to warn people that they're concerned about. Mayans themselves reject any notion that the world would end. By the way, end. I, think that it's, uh, I, I think that it's unwise to tell kids about hell. Mm. You know, I, th- it ruined you. This is this is how I feel. I went to a Christian school. I taught Sunday school. I, you know, and all these things. And finally, it, when the, the moment that I realized that I just don't believe this stuff anymore— it all came unraveling because nobody ever told me about morality. They always told me about do the right thing, otherwise you're going to go to the bad place. Are you seeing the street preachers, by the way, come out like in the the big cities? I mean, we wouldn't see it here in Little Keene, New Hampshire, I don't think. But, you know, big cities where there's a lot of folks in the streets. Are you seeing the people with the repent signs? I mean, are, those, are they coming out in heavier numbers than 
than they normally do. I mean, Mark, you and I, we've been to the New York City for a few a few times, Los Angeles a few times on, on business trips, and I've never seen anyone doing those things there, but we're hardly there for very long. So do you see that happening more? If you, if you normally see it at all, do you see it happening more now? Is that going to ramp up? Are we going to see more of these apocalyptic, uh, apocalyptic predictors being out and about and more visible over the next two weeks? I remember this woman who was out uh, you know, for a while predicting the end of the earth. She had a specific day on a sign, and she would stand out there and hold it. Um, you know, and This was a few years ago, but she was predicting the end of the earth at that time, and it came, and it went, and... <laughs> Everything was fine. Uh, there, the, I think the um, I think it's the Jehovah's Witnesses believe that the that Jesus came back in like 1913 or something like that. Oh. Um, there, uh, there's the people who Christians, preterist Christians, I believe is how, um, how you use the term, uh, who believe that Jesus returned in the first century. So there are lots of people that believe that the Earth has sort of ended already, hmm. and maybe a few times. So you know, whatever. So what do the Mayans say about this? All of the theories. Don't the Mayans not exist anymore? You are incorrect. Okay. There's at least one of them. Pedro Celestino Yacnoz, a Mayan sage, burns seeds and fruits to mark the end of the old calendar at a ceremony in Cuba. And we'll tell you what he said here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can share your thoughts. Predictions? Are you somebody who's uh, getting prepared for the end of the world in two weeks, or do you know somebody? Tell, tell your story. Coming up. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we share with you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the program and you would like to help support Free Talk Live, tis the season to get your holiday shopping taken care of. You can do that over at shop.freetalklive.com. Of course, it's not too late to get delivery uh, before Christmas, so go now before it's too late over at shop.freetalklive.com of course those links are there for you year round so anytime you have online shopping to do uh, then you can do it over at shop.freetalklive.com and when you do so free talk live will get a portion of your purchase price and it's the same amazon that you're used to you go to shop.freetalklive.com click the amazon of your choice there's amazon us uk and canada and it'll be the same experience you're used to with the same great prices, free super saver shipping, all of it. It's just you're entering through our portal so Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase. Go once again to shop.freetalklive.com to get your shopping taken care of. Uh, so I said that we would give you what the Mayans, or at least one of them, are saying. <laughs> just one Mayan. Uh, they managed to find a man named Pedro Celestino Yacnoz. He is a Mayan sage. And he recently burned some seeds and fruits to mark the end of the old calendar at a ceremony in Cuba. Apparently, Mayans themselves reject any notion the world would end. He said, "Was he doing in Cuba?" 
No, no, Mayans man, weren't get, in Cuba. Get I don't get this. Cuba's kind of close to Mexico. Mayan is, is a you know a collapsed society from you know hundreds of years ago. Yeah. I mean, what would it be if I walked around calling myself an Abenaki Indian? Don't sage? you have some Indian in you? Yes. Okay. I mean, well, what, the you you count as an Indian. It's ridiculous. Why? I don't know anything about the Abenaki Indians, and this guy doesn't know anything about Mayans. How do you know that? He's burning seeds and fruits. He's I mean clearly involved <laughs> in Cuba. He's clearly he's not even the right spot. I don't know, Mark. People get around, you know. You don't have to stay in Mexico to be a Mayan. Anyway, he said, quote. The or an tw- Aztec, right? Will you let me read his quote? We've been working up to this all hour. He said, <laughs> the 21st is forgiving thanks and gratitude. And the 22nd welcomes the new cycle, a new dawn. I'm for that. Sounds good to me. Let's go to the phones here and talk to Dason in Utah on the amp lines. Dason, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. I'd actually like to make a comment about how it is so popular for people to believe in this type of thing and why. You see, a lot of people nowadays, well, actually throughout history, feel helpless. They know that there is something wrong with this world. There's Mm. something wrong with society, but they're helpless. They're this small ant that's about to be swept up by a tidal wave. I'm sure... Most people have thought at one time where they wanted to push the big red blow-up button. That's what Mm -hmm. this belief is. They are so terrified and feel so helpless to do anything about it that they feel this intense need to just have it all end. Interesting. So at least then they can have closure. They feel like they can't do anything about all the horrors of the world, and so maybe some deus ex machina will come in and take care of it for them. Some what? Exactly, which is insane because, you know, you don't have to do a great, huge act to spread freedom, to encourage things. Like, an easy way just promoted by this show is donate $5 a month to the app program. You know, that'll fine, help fine you suggestion. <laughs> that'll <like> fix it. <laughs> and if the world's going to end, ah. you know, you could totally afford to donate more than 5 bucks a month. But just going to hire this guy as our marketing guy. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, as an example, if you want to feel like you are in control of your life and do something about it, then that's a simple answer, because it's, like you've said before, revolution, we have different types of revolution now. It's not with guns and bullets. It's with ideas and words. And the best Mm -hmm. way to spread the words of liberty is through expanding a media. It just makes sense to me. Well, I, I think you're right. I mean, people, people live in a look at the simple. Yeah, people live in a in a state of fear. I mean, most people do. We were talking, I think, about this to some extent last night with the discussion uh, surrounding uh, the the Hajj that one of our listeners went on recently. He wrote up a series of articles about some of his reflections, talking about the uh, the quietists, the people that you know quietly observe the evil going on around them and do not speak out against it. And I think that uh, I agree with him. You know, his uh, suggestion that most people are like that most people just quietly watch and they feel helpless to do something about it Um, and people really need to step into their own power you can live more free you just have to seize that you have to you know carpe diem seize the day or in this case seize your freedom and stand up for it and then surprise surprise you'll probably end up with more freedom at the end of the day Mm -hmm. but you can't make anyone into a slave that is unwilling to allow it this is true yeah, but they may, they may not allow it at the cost of their life, though. Uh, well, you know, what is it? The death uh, that slavery is not the worst or death is not the worst of all evils, I think? Maybe. 
I, I'm not certain I know. Thank you, by the way. Anything else you want to share tonight? Um, no, but I just want to tell you I appreciate your show and keep doing the great work. Excellent. We will. Thanks for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE, at least for the next two weeks. 1-855-450-3733. We continue here with you and your thoughts. Oh, let's go to the Facebook uh, messages. I had asked the question uh, that, uh, you know, the Mayan co- I brought up the Mayan apocalypse and got people's responses here. Let's see. Gary says, how can torches burn ostensibly for hours in a cave with no fresh air supply and no ventilation for the burned gases like they do in the movies? I call BS. There you go. That's my contention that torches don't really exist. Uh, CERN may take us all out, says Kyle Mahoney. Uh, He says December 21st is the last day they look for the God particle in their latest four-day experiment. Joking. I don't really think anything's going to happen, but it is fun to talk about. Cody O'Connor writes, I love how people put so much faith into civilizations that spent most of their free time building large triangles out of stone. You know, you have to wonder about that, though. Like, for them, that was something that was very important, and maybe we'll never really understand why it was so important, building those pyramids. I, I, well, they're tombs. I mean, what seems obvious to me is that they're tombs for men who considered themselves to be quite great, didn't have television or other things to entertain themselves, mm-hmm. so they had plenty of time to, uh, you know, I mean, really, are you telling me that there aren't people now that wouldn't uh, enslave thousands, hundreds of thousands, in order to build themselves a great monument? And by slave at that point, it was more like to forced labor. They did get paid, though, um, in, in, in that circumstance. So, um, you know, I mean, it's not that big of a it's not that big of a stretch. Aaron Cross says I need to hurry up and sign up. Any for- big any big mausoleum is essentially doing the same thing. You're using uh, the fruit of your labor dollars in order to buy people's time in order to build you a big mausoleum. Mm-hmm. Aaron Cross says I need to hurry and sign up for a bareback ostrich race. That's the last thing on my things to do before I die list. The bucket list. Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, the, the bucket list idea: things that you want to do before you die. Boy, I just don't have time to even think about one. Gary F. writes, uh, he follows up his original thought. Also, how is it possible that there's enough fuel for a torch to burn on and on in the movies by wrapping a cloth around a stick? (laughs) Daryl Harvey says, I think people will turn this into more of an event than it actually will be. And I think that's probably the most uh, appropriate comment in that, you know, there is the idea of the self-fulfilling prophecy. Not necessarily that the world will end, whatever it is that that means, but that some people's worlds will end, like somebody that might commit suicide on the 21st or prior to it, or, you know, like you know, some cult that uh, commits mass suicide, or people that do dramatic things to their lives, you know, burn their house down. I don't know what they'll do, but some people in their responses to what could happen may be what does happen. Let's go to Dave in Northern California. You're on Free Talk Live listening to KGOE and Eureka. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. I, too, I very much appreciate your show. Yesterday was a very significant day in our history. FDR called it the day that would live in infamy. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Uh, it occurred to most everybody here that the fact that Pearl Harbor happened yesterday didn't make it to our radio shows, didn't make it to the TV or the newspapers, and we were all wondering, why is that? Who made it where we couldn't discuss Pearl Harbor Day? It's always been in the news before. And the general thinking of most people here is that it now reminds everybody of Penac's new Pearl Harbor, and so... Those people that don't want that discussed. 
PNAC's new Pearl Harbor? Well, it was a group called themselves PNAC. They went on to become W. Bush's uh, cabinet, and they had said 10 years in advance they wanted to invade the Middle East, Mm -hmm. and in order to do it, they would need a new Pearl Harbor type of event. And what was that? Well, they should have it. Nine one one happened, and mm-hmm. they were able to blame it all on the Middle East and claim that that was why we needed to invade. I don't know anything. Dave, I'm I'm glad you brought it up. I totally I I seen I saw the news about it yesterday, and it didn't make it into my show prep, and and I apologize. It is something that we have talked about on this show in the past, and certainly it deserves to be addressed. Uh, we can do that coming up here in a moment. Thanks for the call. We'll do that Thank in hour you. number two. Eight five five four fifty free. You can bring up anything you want. Your thoughts on the supposed end of the world. Share your experience or bring up whatever's on your mind. Hour two's next. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Under the mistletoe this year, there's only one thing you should be slipping into your lover's mouth. Stateless sweets, delicious, handmade, all-natural candy. The holidays are going to be full of empty calories this year, so make your calories count with the very best handcrafted confections. Chocolate-covered pistachio brittle, salted honey caramels, English toffee, and the best fudge you've ever tasted. You need this for your holiday parties. Go to statelesssweets.com and use coupon code FTL to save 10%. Statelesssweets.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number for you tonight, 855-450-FREE. The live Saturday edition is what we're doing, we being me, Ian, and me, Mark. 855-450-3733. You can bring up anything you want. The first hour, we were talking about the apocalypse, or at least what some people believe will be some kind of world-changing or world-ending apocalyptic event on the 21st, approximately two weeks or just under two weeks from today. Uh, you know, you're still welcome to comment on that. Maybe you are a believer in one of these theories that uh, some planet is going to crash into the Earth, or uh, something else dramatic is going to occur, something horrible, something you know, death that will involve a lot of people dying, or people being picked up by aliens. There's a variety of theories out there. Uh, of course, there's uh, one Mayan guy that was interviewed by the Telegraph who said that you know this is. All these people are freaking out for nothing. They don't. He basically said that they don't understand what's going on. His actual quote, the 21st is for giving thanks and gratitude, and the 22nd welcomes the new cycle, a new dawn. So what will really happen? You're welcome to, uh, to talk about that or bring up anything that you want. In fact, that's what Dave did at the end of the last hour from California. He brought up Pearl Harbor because he felt as though it didn't get the coverage it deserved on the mainstream media yesterday. And it's worth mentioning, you know, Pearl Harbor was a pretty important event in the past for this country. And I think one of the most important things that people need to know about it is it was totally avoidable. Meaning that the government guys, the FDR, I believe, uh, you know, he basically goaded the Japanese into doing that. He wanted them to strike so he would have a reason to get into the uh, Second World War. Historians do seem to agree that uh, that Roosevelt was elated when uh, Pearl Harbor was uh, was attacked. I mean that's that, that is you know what I have heard generally the case. Well, and I noticed uh, on your computer you had pulled up the McCollum memo. Yep. 
Which is, what is it, an eight-point memo? It's an eight-point action plan um, that was sort of circulated a year before uh, Pearl Harbor that, um, as I've heard, has was most certainly seen by FDR, but McCullough didn't actually meet him. It was, you know, he was an Army officer. And, uh, you know... It was eight many, points on how to goad the Japanese into attacking, correct? And many of these things were done. Yeah. So one of the most important was the blockade. Uh, against the the Japanese, the economic uh, blockade that prevented them from getting access to oil, specifically from U- U.S. oil, yeah, um, and that's that's pretty much where the stuff was coming from at the time, and you know to some extent aid to the Chinese who they were fighting against, um, and you know this is this is how wars fight <laughs> start. You, you you know you pick a side, and and that doesn't take too much from had there. America remained. There were atrocities going on though. The Japanese, what they were doing to the Chinese was atrocious. No doubt. But had America remained neutral, which was the desire of many of the founding fathers. The campaign promise of Roosevelt also. And the campaign promise of uh, Woodrow Wilson before him, who also got us into war. Uh, And that's really, you can't even look at World War II without looking at the consequences of World War I, of of the United States getting involved, uh, swinging the, you know, there at the end of the war, swinging the the chances of winning towards uh, the the allies and against the, the, the central powers at that point. And that really changed things. And made it so the Treaty of Versailles was lopsided, and the Treaty of Versailles made it so that Hitler could rise to power. Mm-hmm. So it's all very interesting, and that's the part of the story that you wouldn't have been told had had the mainstream media even talked about Pearl Harbor. And Dave's concern was that they hadn't even mentioned it. You would not be told about the McCollum memo. You would not be told about how FDR wanted the war to happen. So had the United States remained neutral as it was supposed to by the wishes of the founding fathers, who many of whom did not even want a standing military because they knew what kind of power that lent the, uh, the government, what kind of control that would end up leading to, the suggestion being that if you have a standing military, the government's going to use it to do war things. And uh, we totally could have avoided that whole World War II thing. Totally could have. It's well, it's tragic I, you know, in a way well, that people don't realize. Like it would have been tragic. It would have been tragic had it just been an attack out of nowhere. But it's even worse when you know that they wanted it to happen. The government guys planned for that. Well, you know, I, I planned for it is is kind of pushing it a, maybe a little bit. They certainly wanted it and they worked towards it. Um, I believe. I mean, you know, the, the McCullough memo really sort of makes that clear. Yeah. And I, I can see that there are lots of people on down the ladder that certainly didn't want it. But the guys, you know, near the top, they wanted war. And I mean, how do you get to be a great president without a war? How do you get mm. to you know spread? They're your the influence? ones that are remembered. You're right. And, and look, the plan worked. The United States was on top of the heap when that war was over there was you know nearly a shot fired uh, very very little action in the western hemisphere most of the action went on in the other industrialized nations and they were all destroyed the united states was able to uh, you know usurp the the top position at that point well you say the plan worked as though it was worth it or something like I, that i know I, you don't their mean plan that worked <laughs> you mean the, the the top level government guys plan but it didn't work for the thousands of people who perished thousands yeah yeah tens of thousands tens of thousands hundreds of thousands I don't know how many people died from the U.S. in uh, I don't really care with the number of United States citizens that died in World War II. I think that that's a superfluous number. The idea that one is uh, born on a particular plot of land somehow makes one's life worth more is is wrong to me. I agree with you there. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go to the phones. You can take control here. 
Uh, Yaya is on the line in Charleston, South Carolina, listening to WSCFM. Hey, Yaya. You are on the air. Going once. Yaya, going twice. We'll put him back on hold. Maybe he fell asleep. Uh, oh, maybe he was there. Yaya? Yeah, how are you doing? You're on the air. Go ahead. I just wanted to say that supposed um, pyramids were used as portals and not as graves as many people think they were. They have, There are parts where they did bury some people, but those big old things were not big old graves. It could have been portals, and that's all I was. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Uh, talking about the Mayans, it's a little muffled there. Talking yeah. about the... Uh, the Mayan buildings that they they built, uh, suggesting they were portals. There was an interesting. Uh, I saw a Facebook meme that uh, showed like you know several different pyramids and the sort of opening and how they looked almost identical and in, in just entirely different places around the world. Mm, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Steve. What's, what's that mean? Uh, Jesus. Maybe it's aliens. Mark, how about that one? Well, you ever seen Stargate? Yeah. You seen Stargate? No. You should see Stargate. It's a yeah. good movie. Let's go to Jameson. He's in Northern Virginia listening on XM's Extreme Talk. Hey, Jameson. Hey, how are you doing? Great. What's on your mind? You guys you guys are killing it. Is you know you're mentioning everything that is is I think inadvertently is tied together. There was um and I you know, I watched so much T V, probably too much. But there was a um a theologist and ironically, he's an atheist that was a professor for Harvard. And one of the things that he was mentioning was that governments or societies control civilization in two ways. One, through religion, and the other through, is through um, control of information. Uh, during World War II, <clears throat> and back before World War II, 1939, we had been trying to crack their codes for a long period of time. We finally did it. And it's not a secret that there was uh, a colonel actually wrote a memoir about it, about how we were warned about Pearl Harbor. Before Pearl Harbor, Roosevelt, who wanted to pay back the debts from the Depression with France and with England, um, didn't have much support for, at the time, what they called the European Wars. Mm -hmm. The day after Pearl Harbor, consequently, it was overwhelming. People were buying U.S. bonds left and right and, you know, total buy-in. Yep. Now, you go look at 9-11, even before 9-11, the administration was talking about Iraq and so on and so forth. No one really was all on board for going to Iraq. It was just talk and white noise, and no one really wanted to do it. We had already been there, done that. What happened the day after 9-11? Well, everybody was excited, and if they would have offered war bonds, people certainly would have bought them. But if you'll recall, George Bush told the American public to go shopping. Exactly. You know, and so I think that the control of information um, definitely controls society. The control of religion, the largest organization and the wealthiest organization out of all organizations in the world is the Roman Church. I've heard that. I don't know if it's still the truth, but, uh, you know, they probably got some competitors on the way. Jameson, thanks for your call and the thoughts tonight. I do right, appreciate welcome. hearing from you, sir. 855-450-FREE. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. 
Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number for you to bring up anything you want at 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that you will find waiting for you there. They include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, we've got them for you. Maybe you're somebody who unfortunately only is able to listen to this program on your local radio station on Saturday nights. Well, you need to know we do this thing seven nights per week, and all of the archives going back for years are available for you for free at freetalklive.com. Last seven days' worth right there at the top of the site. Then just click into the archive section to go back for years' worth of the show. In addition, you can grab Free Talk Live and Mark's Edgington Post podcast through our SoundCloud page. You can go to soundcloud.freetalklive.com, or if you're already on our website, you can just look over on the left-hand side of the page under Listen and Share for the SoundCloud link. So that gets you access to years' worth of the show, plus Edgington Post. And SoundCloud's got an easy share button on every one of the episodes that you'll see there to make it very simple for you to share Free Talk Live on your favorite social networking site like twitter or facebook so go to freetalklive.com and grab up as many archives as you would like have you ever wanted to take some kind of complaint to court but you didn't want to spend the money on an attorney how to win in court.com is the solution it's a course for people who don't have an attorney written by an attorney who says he wants to protect uh, you from people in his profession It teaches you how to use the court's rules, and until you know how to use the court's rules, you're not going to win. You're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. As a matter of fact, courts all over the world that use the English common law system. This is the new and improved jurisdictionary course, HowToWinInCourt.com. It's written so that the average eighth grader could learn it over the weekend. Their brand new website has all kinds of free tools. Go there, use the free tools, buy the course. Costs less than an hour with any good attorney. How to win in court.com. When you're done, they'll give you a free on or you know an included honorary degree of juris doctor. It's how to win in court.com. Back to the phones and the fun. Let's go to Mike in New York listening via XM's Extreme Talk. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, uh, just wanted to get back to your points on Pearl Harbor. Yes, sir. Um, wouldn't you call what they were doing as goading is sort of a, a loaded word? Wouldn't you call what they were doing as uh, non-military sanctions to try and uh, uh, change what they saw as inhumane behavior? Do you think that sanctions are acts of war too? I mean, don't you think that? Hello. 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 Can you, can, can you hear us? Can you hear me, Mike? Mike. Mike in New York. I'll tell you what, um, we'll put Mike on hold here. Maybe our board op can jump on the line with him. Uh, maybe a, a cell phone went bad or something like that. But what you're getting at, Mark, is uh, if the action of a country is to put sanctions, uh, a country's government is to put sanctions on another country, the translation to that means the people there are starving in some cases, like depending on which country we're talking about, right. but to prevent food and uh, oil and other supplies from reaching the people of those countries. Sanction sounds like a really nice way not to get involved in the problem. Okay, it's the compromise. You know, we could do nothing. We could go to war. The middle of the road thing seems to be sanctions. Let's not forget that a million people... Uh, oh, no, you finish your thought. I'm, I'm a million people in Iraq died under the sanctions. You know, hundreds of thousands of children died under those sanctions. Mike, I think we have you back. Uh, can you hear us now? Yes. Uh, 
Yes, I can. I'm just wondering uh, what you feel the alternative would have been if to do nothing in World War II, uh, I'm led to believe that all of Asia and all of Europe would have been overrun by, by fascism. And imagine the uh, children and helpless that would have been killed uh, in that instance. Well, and, uh, uh, let's, let's brutally through starvation and other methods. So first off, the United States didn't declare war on Hitler or, um, you know, and, until Hitler declared war here. So apparent uh, war on the United States. So apparently uh, the United States didn't care about that and didn't uh, work on sanctions in that way. So that you, there there was no point there um, as far as that goes. Uh, the you know, as far as the sanctions go, Europe, Europe was doing fine. Hitler could have never beaten the uh, the English Navy, no way. Also, Hitler had two fronts. He had an east, uh, the, the Aust front, the Aust front, and the the West front. And uh, the, you know, there's no way he could have fought both of those wars. If he had decided to go one way or the other, I suppose he could have. But all one had to do was read Mein Kampf to realize all he wanted to do was go east. He let everybody know 15 years beforehand what his intentions were. Was he crazy? Was he a, um, a megalomaniac? Yeah, he was both of those things. Um, okay, so in uh, down. What happened in China? I mean, what happened with uh, Mao? I mean, he went and took over that whole giant country. Why is it that defeating Japan was somehow superior uh, to having failed to defeat Mao? Um, I mean, I, I just right. Don't so we saved that. the world for fascism, but instead, or from and fascism, but instead had socialism. Uh, you know what, Mike? Here's my answer to your question: What should have been done instead of you know what they did do, which was go to war? How about leave each individual in this country to make their own decision on how to get involved? Maybe some people, like myself, may not have found, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a non-interventionist all the way. I would have, you know, just, hey, I'm sorry that's happening to you. I'm not going to take sides. But maybe some people felt really strongly about one side or the other, in which case they should have been free to send whatever aid that they want to, whatever weapons or money or food uh, that they want to, to whichever side. Maybe they themselves could go and volunteer to join whichever military over there that they felt they wanted to support and let each individual decide rather than the federal government making a decision for everybody. How about that? Well, I think it's a moral obligation of a free government uh, and free peoples uh, to help those that can't help uh, themselves. Well, let me ask you this. If I've got to pay for that military that goes and helps these free people, then um, how am I free? If I'm obligated, how am I free? And how's that moral, by the way, to, to obligate me to do something against my will? Sorry, that was a bunch of questions. <laughs> that, that, that was several. Um, well, first of all, um, as a non-interventionist, uh, does that mean that you, if you saw someone being mugged on the street, would say, oh, I don't want to be involved in that. I wonder if someone may come along who will make that choice. That's yeah, apples to oranges. It's a good question, but it's apples to oranges. We're talking. You were talking initially about an international conflict, uh, and, for, and then you've narrowed it down to a human uh, individual level conflict. It's completely moral only, to only, make the uh, individual decision to step in and help somebody whose life is in jeopardy on the street. What is immoral, sir, is to force me to pay to step in for some, you know, in some conflict internationally that I'm not interested in doing. The same way, it would be it would be immoral for you to force me to step in. Into a street fight, right? When as you, well. see a, you see a street fight and you shove me in to intervene. Uh, but and just so you're clear, you're the one who brought the argument to the individual. Okay. Where you said, yeah, you, the individual, as in you, should not be forced to do something against right. your will. 
so as you brought it to the individual, I I continued your discussion it with the. So here's my answer. I'll answer the question for you. If I see a mugging going on on the street, I'm going to pull up my uh, cell phone and I'm going to begin recording it. And I'm going to make it very clear and not just record it. I'm going to stream it live to the Internet so that that audio and video recording cannot be erased by somebody. I'm going to explain to the people that I see there that, hey, I'm streaming this live to the Internet. I hope you know that. Hey, what's your name? I'm going to start asking questions loudly from the side. And uh, that's my intention is I'm going to record it. Well, some people, if you want, hang on, Mike. We can bring you back here in a moment. You can respond to that. 855-450-FREE. Continue your thoughts. 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. Talk Live, toll-free number is 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away to you, so enjoy those. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system is available to you there. You can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. bbs.freetalklive.com will take you to it. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. If you want a chance at liberty in your lifetime you got to get together with other people that think like you. The last guy that was on the phone, by the way, Mike, he dropped off. We'll continue the discussion, though, about that in a moment. Uh, but, you know, he suggested this is a free country. Well, no, it wasn't free back uh, in the times of uh, Pearl Harbor, and it's certainly not more free now. Uh, the government keeps getting bigger and more oppressive and more uh, invasive and more expensive than it has ever been year after year. And you might be feeling a little bit hopeless about all that. You might be feeling like you hope that the world ends on the 21st because it seems like there's nothing you can do. And I can understand that. I used to feel that way, too. And it was really frustrating for me. And then I found out about the Free State Project. And then I realized that there was hope, because if we get people who love liberty together, the idea that you should be free to live your life how you want, so long as you don't hurt anybody else, uh, that in order to be free, you must allow others to be free. These are the, the foundational concepts behind what liberty really is. If you're one of those people that agrees with those ideas, and you're willing to do something about it, to do more than just quietly watch as evil is perpetrated on your fellow humans, if you want to step up and get active... Go to freestateproject.org and learn about the Free State Project. I'm so proud to be here with other people who think like I do. I was out this morning at the unveiling of the Bearcat here in Keene, New Hampshire, 
which for those that don't know, the Bearcat is a militaristic uh, police assault vehicle that it you know is, has been called a tank. It is basically a killing machine. It's got gun ports on the sides of it. It's got a mount for a machine gun uh, turret on the top of it. I mean, this thing is an armored tank all the way, and it is a scary thing. And there are over 300 of these uh, in use by police departments across the country, each of them granted by the Homeland Department of Homeland Security. So Keene, Little Keene, New Hampshire, population 23,000, got their own Bearcat today after much uh, opposition by the public. The city council went ahead and did it anyway because they don't care what the public thinks. Uh, so me and a number of my uh, friends, liberty activist friends from uh, the Free State Project and locals, uh, New Hampshire natives as well, came out today. There were at least 13 liberty-oriented people there protesting the Bearcat and probably another uh, five or six folks from the Occupy Peace Movement here in uh, Keene. So altogether, we had about 20 folks uh, that came out to oppose this thing. Lots of signs like thanks but no tanks. Uh, and this was bright and early. We're talking about 8.40, 8.50 in the morning is when we showed up. Uh, and, you know, the media was there. We were all interviewed. Many of us were interviewed by various members of the media. And uh, and we got to, you know, show that we're still here and we haven't forgotten about the Bearcat and that we still oppose the militarization of the police. It was a great event, but I wouldn't have been able to do it in Sarasota, Florida, where I'm from. That's where I'm from originally. I, there's no way. I would, we didn't even have 13 activists in Sarasota, Florida, and the population there is, you know, 10 times as much the general population. So there's no doubt the Free State Project is working. There's also a lot of political success that's been happening here as well. And there's only 1,100 people here. We're still in the early mover stage of this thing. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more. That's freestateproject.org. Now, as I said, Mike had dropped off the line there. I'm not sure what happened with this connection, but he had brought up uh, a question or an issue, Mark, that you wanted to address first. Right. And I think it's a great question, what Mike said. is He, he brought it down from the, the international scope to the individual. And we were talking about World War II. We did in saying that it, you have no right to force me to go along with your plan, and that's what democracy is. 51% or actually 50% plus one telling 40, uh, 50% minus one what they've got to do. That's what democracy, you know, uh, what what they call you know direct democracy mm-hmm. does, and fr- frankly, it's even worse when it comes to representative democracy because then the elected officials can tell the rest of us what we have to do. So um, now, in the case of World War II, there was a lot of sentiment for going to war against Japan because they had attacked uh, you know a portion of the United States, a protectorate. Now consider Hawaii was not a state at the time. Um, also, Hawaii was uh, taken over in a coup about 60 years prior to that, and there's a lot of people in Hawaii that would like the Howleys to just go ahead and leave. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's all these dynamics that are going on there um, in that area. But he asked about, well, what would we do if we saw an individual on the street who was being mugged? Well, that already sets the narrative. And that's what it's all about in these circumstances. It's who gets to tell the story. In our case, it's the bad, bad Japanese were doing uh, things to the Chinese. Now, I don't know the specifics as far as what the Chinese were doing to the Japanese either, but there was a war going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Was it a war of aggression? I suppose it depends on how you interpret it. But a mugging is a specific thing. If I walk up on the street and I see two people fighting or something, one person holding a weapon on another person or whatever that case is, that's not a mugging necessarily. It's whatever it is. And I don't know. Maybe the person holding the weapon was being robbed by the person who is not holding a weapon and he pulled a weapon in order to prevent himself from being robbed. Could, could be. 
Maybe that person, uh, you know, the person being beaten up uh, had just stolen the wallet of the person who is beating him up. Or maybe he had slapped his girlfriend in the face and he just chased him down. I don't know what the circumstances are. And this is why one shouldn't pull out a 38 special and start plugging somebody who's winning yeah. a fight when you see it on the street. This is the suggestion is, is that we you know what's going on. And I'll I'll tell you, my friend, when you see a viol- see violence occurring, whether it's on a national scale a local scale, international scale, you don't know what the hell is going on. Were you, do you remember a story from years ago on, on this program, Mark, where there was some guy that uh, inter- intervened in a bar fight? You know, he saw the yeah. bar fight happening and then turned out the side upon which right. he had intervened. He stopped this guy from getting b- basically killed by a mob. Um, yeah. And the guy he stopped from being killed turned out to be a skinhead yeah. that was hated by the police. Who had started the fight in the first place. Who had place. started the, the, the ruckus in the first place. The police grabbed this guy up and he had a t- terrible time in jail for th- several days but you're bringing reality into a uh, you know right. a, a discussion here mark and it's dis- about stories and fantasy right and so let's let's just play with his little fantasy where you know exactly what's going on it's a fight and you've stumbled upon it but how know- would you well i know that i'm saying you're bringing reality into it you know he's suggesting that you would have known what the rea- you know what the exact situation was and you could make a you know a dis- uh, you, you could make a good decision about whether or not to to get involved Ultimately, that's not where we should be focusing our you know, discussion here, I don't think. I think that the question is, what obligation do you have to do what somebody else would like you to do in this situation or forces you to do? Like, like you said, you, know, you don't want to be pushed into a situation that, uh, you know, that whether you know or not what's going on, maybe you're a total pacifist. Maybe you're somebody who doesn't believe in violence as a solution to problems, but yet you're forced – to you know, to either go to war or to pay for war, or in the case of the street fight, you would be pushed into a fight that you don't want to be uh, involved in. That's not right from any aspect. Even if you know that somebody innocent is being harmed in that uh, that fight, to put another innocent person into that without their consent, that's immoral. And he was talking about morality. He said that you know, wouldn't it be immoral essentially to do nothing in these circumstances? And for some people, it would be immoral to do something. Well, I, I don't know how it could be immoral to – I don't think morals are something that are you know fluid. They're universal. And what is immoral is to force somebody to do something that they don't want to do that has, they haven't done anything to you. You don't get to just do that. That's immoral. Um, it is not immoral to stand by and do nothing because you cannot know what the what the story is in yeah. any given situation. So no, the answer is getting involved getting choosing to not get involved is not immoral. 855-450 free Jim's on the line listening in Atlanta. Listen Jim, you're listening in Atlanta to WNIS out of Virginia? No, I'm listening online, fellas, to oh, WNIS. Okay. Excellent, sir. Go ahead. Uh, in tune radio on my phone. Tune okay. in, tune in, uh, listen, tune in radio. Uh, tune in radio, yeah. Uh, listen, fellas, I'm a, a retired United States Marine. Uh, I was in for 20 years, had seven combat tours, okay? Three of them were in Afghanistan, two were in Iraq. Now, I'm listening to your intellectual discussion, and uh, if it had been, you know, 10 years into my career, I would have had a whole different opinion from what I have now. I want to hear your opinion now, was- Jim. Stand by. We're going to bring you back here in a moment. Okay. 855-450-FREE. And we will hear more from Jim, former Marine. I guess once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine, sort of. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keen. 
Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Free Talk Live toll-free number is here for you at 855-453, and it's brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Tell me about SACL CAI, Mark. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. If uh, you've got a business and you find the, the business of handling accounts receivable and collections to be arduous and vexing, SACL CAI can handle it for you. Uh, one of their... The principals over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of the ideas of liberty and big supporter of the ideas of uh, freedom and, and Free Talk Live as a result. You can find their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top on the right-hand side of the page, SACL, C-A-I. All right. We continue with you and your thoughts. And don't forget to go to freetalklive.com. You can get interactive there. Create the content on the website. All the items you see as you scroll down the main page were submitted by listeners like you. Uh, so you actually get to control the content of our website, freetalklive.com. Jim is still with us, listening in Atlanta. Jim, you just barely got a chance to start your thoughts with us in the last segment, and I wanted to make sure you had a chance to get them out. Uh, you were in the Marines, and you were saying something about how your you know your your view on things has changed uh, in the last ten years or so. Go ahead. Absolutely. Well, not the last ten years. I got out uh, in '08. And I'll tell you, when I was in Afghanistan the first time for the initial invasion, you know, patriotic, post-9-11, uh, um, we were in there to clear out people that wanted to harm our country. Understood, you know. Then from there, I, did two, I went straight to uh, Iraq, dealt with the Iraq situation. Now, my last tour, uh, 07 and 08 in Afghanistan, um, you know, you had a lot of people questioning why we were there seven years after. And the answer to that, to, to people, and you have to understand, I was a platoon sergeant um, in the 3rd Recon Battalion, so I was privy to information that other guys, other regular Marines or soldiers weren't. We operated with CIA up in the mountains a lot, did a lot of snatch stuff, all of that. Um, and what became painfully obvious to me is that the uh, CIA, uh, the reason we were there is so that they could run their drugs. Mm. I mean, I, I don't... And when did is, that I'm become obvious to you? I mean, what was it that made well, that when obvious? Would, when you would see them loading, loading opium on C-5 and C-17 transports, and those things carry main battle tanks, okay? That's how big these planes are. And they're packed from nose to tail with opium. What are they that doing was, with that? That's, planes, I'd say that's pretty obvious. What are, what are they doing with that opium? Yeah, those planes don't land in France or Canada or Costa Rica. They land back in the United States. What are they wow. doing with all that opium? I don't know. The CIA and it constantly. How can the I get CIA some is what I want to know. What do you want that <laughs> Well, it's, you know? it's shocking. And, you know, is all you have to do is go online and do a Google search, search for so, soldier guarding poppy fields and you will find yep. picture after picture after picture of this now i don't I, I cannot confirm or deny what you say but you sound like a guy who might know what they're talking about in this circumstance and i've certainly heard these allegations in the past yeah that's true and of course you know let's flash back i mean since you were a marine uh, jim I, I presume you're familiar with smedley butler 
Absolutely. One of my heroes. Of course, he wrote War is a Racket uh, after realizing, yep. you know, coming to a similar realization that he was nothing more than a, a hired thug to do the bidding of the government people and their contractor buddies. His words, not ours. General Butler was involved in the wars in Central and South America, and that was exactly his deduction. Um, with regard, though, to, to what's going on in Afghanistan, uh, you know, you guys are talking about... Uh, you have a moral responsibility to support a war, pay for it as a taxpayer. Uh, not when it's to it's so the CIA can bring dope back to our country and turn our kids into dope addicts. Well, it's no, never it's never a moral responsibility. I, I just don't that support certainly war. Certainly doesn't make it very savory, right? I, I don't. I just don't support war. Period, because of all the horrific things that go on. And I think that each individual should be free to support or not support wars. But certainly for, forcing but I'll tell you people. What, as someone that saw it firsthand. Someone that saw it firsthand, at least our involvement in Afghanistan, uh, completely immoral. And I would say that a, that a citizen of the United States that did not support our involvement in Afghanistan would have every right to hold that opinion. And that's someone who was over there fighting it. Did you ever say anything to the CIA members? I mean, did you ever, was, or did you just have to quietly watch? And what was your level of, uh, of speaking out or, or questioning or anything like that? When you are an enlisted United States Marine, you have to understand what the definition of discipline is. Discipline is instant willing obedience to orders. And it has to be that way. CIA, are they directly part of your chain of command? No. But strategically, they're part of the war effort. You don't question it. And as someone, as a former Marine, if I would hear of, of Marines questioning it, they're in uniform, I would be highly critical of them. But when you become a private citizen, you would get at that point you regain your your First Amendment rights to speak your mind in uniform. No United States Marine would ever say things like that because it would hinder the war effort. It would break the chain of command and all of that. How and did you know when, when you were watching these things happen, the Jim? When you were mm-hmm. watching these things happen, how did you know yeah. that they were loading opium onto that plane? Like, I mean, presumably they would have been wrapped or or you know in boxes or bales or something like that. How did you know? Well, what you do is when you harvest the poppies, there's a certain time of year when they start, like, they they drip like the liquid opium, mm-hmm. okay? There would be a central point uh, in Kandahar province where that would where it would be staged prior to being packaged and put on to the transport. You could see it coming in on the truck. And not only did we guard the fields, not only were those fields off limits to JDAM, Joint Directed Air Munitions, uh, but you would have Marines that would package it in shrink wrap to be put on the Air Force transport. Wow, that's crazy. That's how I know. Amazing story, Jim. Yeah. Thank you for the call and the thoughts tonight. Eight five five four fifty free. That's stunning. What do you say to that? Uh, you know, and <laughs> I I've heard these things over and over sure. again. I can't I can't make these allegations. I you know I've never been in the military. I you know when when a guy calls in and, and says those things, he sounds as legit. I mean, did you hear what he said about a marine in, in uniform questioning mm-hmm. uh, orders? That sounds like somebody who's had that beat into their head for sure. seventeen years or however long he was in. He's got the lingo down, and uh, I, I yeah. mean it it. it <laughs> It doesn't sound to me like uh, somebody's making it up. It wouldn't have been the first time.
you know, there were people in the military involved in smuggling uh, heroin over from you know, the Vietnam. Well, they've been saying for years that the CIA is uh, running drugs for yeah. years. And, you know, it's a bit of a conspiracy theory. But I don't think the average American citizen refers to Kandahar province. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they would, you know, have the, the, the nomenclature, the verbiage to, to do that. So if this is a cranker, he's a darn good cranker. And I just don't believe he is. No, I believe uh, every word he said. 855 how t- poppies work. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Let's continue. We've got Mary listening in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live, Mary. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I was calling to give uh, basically an update. Uh, I called in um, probably within the first week after it happened uh, back in May. Um, I'm Mary in Michigan. I did post on Free Talk Live, and uh, back in May, I was assaulted by police officers when I was uh, trying to pay um, a ticket and a driver's license reinstatement fee, $145 in $1 bills. Mm, okay. And uh, those bills did have some, some markings on them, but they were still legal tender. Um, I was threatened with arrest for trespassing. The paperwork they wrote me up for disorderly conduct and then the amended felony complaint, uh, the misdemeanor was changed to disturbing the peace. So the misdemeanor is disturbing the peace, and the felony is peel assault slash resist slash obstruct. I just had the uh, the jury trial for that mm. on the 29th and 30th of November, and uh, now um, I'm going to be sentenced on uh, January 14th. They found you guilty. They found me guilty of a uh, felt apparently they. Twelve of my quote-unquote peers felt it was necessary oh. to label me a felon for the rest of my life and uh, felt I, you know, pretty much got what was uh, what was coming to me for, you know, for going in there and causing contention. I mean, that was wow. the, uh, the pros- uh, prosecutor's um, whole, whole case is that, you know, basically I was in there to cause problems and... Right. How dare you go in and protest ridiculous fines that people are forced day in and day out to pay by paying in one dollar bills and making a bit of noise about it? How dare you? You know, why don't you just shut up, Mary, and go along with the program like the rest of us do and just obey? Yeah. And I think that's that's the mentality that a lot of those jurors had, because, I mean, the trial Mm -hmm. was Thursday and Friday. So, I mean, it's three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon when they're going back there to deliberate. And, of course, they all want to agree. They want to go home to their family. You know, they're all forced to be there as well. And it's just ridiculous. Um, Which I mean, charge was the felony again? Obstruction. <laughs> they're charging me with a felony, yeah. Um, Obstructing justice is. is a felony? That's crazy. I'll tell you what. If you want, hang on. I'd like to hear a little bit more about your story. And I appreciate okay, you calling with on. the update. So stand by. We'll bring you back after the news here in hour number three. 855-450-FREE. You can bring up anything you want. Take control. It's a live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Hi, this is Mark Edge, host of Free Talk Live. We've been witnessing a meltdown of the very economic engine that powers this country. With a printing press tethered to Washington politicians, bureaucrats, and central bankers, how can we put our trust in paper money? For years, I've been buying gold and silver from Midas Resources, and you should too. Come see gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938 for a free book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold. With Washington, D.C. delivering more debt and printed promises, common sense tells us the future of the trend is obvious. Everyone listening should visit gold.freetalklive.com 
or call 877-357-9938. I trust Midas Resources for my gold, silver, platinum, and you can too. Again, I want you to have this book, and it's free. It's gold.freetalklive.com or 877-357-9938. Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of this live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number for you is 855-450-FREE. You can, of course, take control of the airwaves. We've been talking about everything from the supposed apocalypse, which is uh, allegedly imminent within the next two weeks, all the way to Pearl Harbor and the government uh, kind of ginning up conflict uh, with the intention of creating war and then actually just got it done with a phone call from a Marine, a former Marine, who claims he witnessed the CIA running drugs out of Afghanistan. We've been all over the place. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. But right now we've got Mary on the line. She's giving us an update on a case. Uh, she's in Michigan. And apparently she had gone to pay a, some sort of a fine in $1 bills uh, Mary, tell me a little bit more. Tell our audience a little bit more about what happened. Uh, you were just convicted by a jury of obstructing and disorderly conduct on this charge, but you'd gone to pay something in $1 bills at some government bureaucracy. What was it, and what exactly did you do on that day? Well, if anybody wants to get the, the long extended version, they can do a, uh, a search on YouTube for assault on Mary in Hudsonville. But basically, I went in there to get clearance papers for my driving on a suspended license and to pay the original $100 ticket that I fought and lost. So I had 105 or 145 in ones. My brother had a video camera. And my first interaction, I went up to the, uh, when I went up to the window, I was uh, trying to you know, let them know that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here to pay this fine. I don't think this is this is right. I'm just trying to be, you know, I'm kind of worried because I won't be heard and understood. And then all of a sudden I've got this guy, uh, Deputy DeVille, lunging at me saying, give me the camera. And I, I intercepted the camera for my brother, put it in my pocket. It was turned off. And um, and then I, I wasn't leaving fast enough. Um, the, the, as soon as they realized the money was marked, uh, the, the clerks of the counter um, asked the cop, can we take this? And the cop said no and uh, told How me How was leave. the money marked? Uh, there was several root-striking root quotes, uh, quotes by some of the founding fathers, uh, Frederick Bastia, um, uh, Martin Luther King, I mean, a bunch of different root-striking peaceful quotes. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, government is forced, taxation is theft was, was written on several, and I don't know if they, I mean, nobody testified to what was written on the bills. They were just clearly marked. They were still clearly dollars, and there was nothing illegal. Sure, about you hadn't obscured them. the serial numbers on the, the bills? No, uh, most of it was written in, in colored Sharpie. Gotcha. Uh, so it, it clearly read, you know, I they, they were clearly readable as bills. And mm-hmm. I even said, you know, this, this is supposed to be good for all debt, you know, private and public. And, well, if you don't leave, we're going to arrest you. And I asked for what, and they said trespassing. My brother's like, let's go. And uh, he was about five paces ahead of me. And I'm, you know, leaving me the entire time. I mean, you can see on the videos, I'm leaving the entire time. And I'm four feet from the door 
when uh, Deputy Heaton stepped up, grabbed a hold of my arm, I said, I don't consent to you touching me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Hmm. And uh, then the next thing I know, I'm on the ground. I got tased, uh, maced, oh, and uh, spent the night in a cage. And the first couple hours, in fact, uh, were spent in a restraint chair oh. uh, in, in a single-person cage before they moved me. That's to what the, they put uh, the people who uh, well, they believe are suicidal or a danger to themselves in. And it's, it's torture. It's a torture chair, basically. It is. It is just strapped with backpack straps, the wrists and, and, and feet are bound. And of course, I still have, you know, snot and tears and pepper spray dripping from my face. And it was it was a very, very horrible, traumatic experience. And I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. And um, and now you're facing a felony uh, conviction here. You are convicted now as a, a felon. And the charge was what was it obstructing government administration or justice? What was the exact charge? Uh, the exact charge on the felony was P.O. assault slash resist slash obstruct is how it's written out on the paperwork. And then the misdemeanor was, like I said, changed, you know, two different times to eventually read disturbing the peace, even though it was my peace that was clearly being disturbed. That wasn't and you anybody. heroically uh, took this to trial thinking that you were well within your rights to walk into a government office and attempt to pay a fine and, and leave when and, you're told to leave and... and- Get dollar, tackled. Right, and dollar bills, and uh, and they ended up finding you guilty, which is, of course, not unfortunately too surprising. Juries tend to be very obedient uh, to the state. They pick the most obedient people for the jury, and it's tragic what's happening here. How many uh, years are you facing over this? Well, chances are, because I don't have any prior record, um, I, I will probably end up getting time served, which is two days, mm-hmm. because I spent 27 hours or so in, in a cage. Um, because I'm a peaceful person, um, because, you know, I wasn't, uh, because I am, I made it clear to the, uh, the they do a pre-sentencing report when you're found guilty. So I had to go down to the uh, probation dungeon after uh, getting the, the, the guilty verdict. And um, I went home with a big packet of 15 pages of paperwork where they want to know everything and anything about my past history. And, and then at that interview, um, you know, I made it. I made it very clear to her that you know, I I was I was the one who was who was, who was beat up and traumatized here, and and the felon label. You know, and she said, well, I can't do anything about the felon label, but because you haven't been in trouble before, you know, she can only do what she can do as far as giving me the the lesser end of the punishment uh, spectrum. You know, on on her on her uh, report, and sentencing actually happens on the 14th of uh, January. So I've got this, you know, hanging over my head for a month where I'm, you know, looking to find uh, find lawyers, uh, criminal appeals. Um, you uh, do plan on appealing this? All my ducks in a row. Absolutely. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't do anything wrong. Um, I did Good for you. speak with a couple of people about um, what I can do uh, to not get this felony label. And there's uh, some paperwork I'm, I'm going to have uh, some help with. And... Um, there's a wow i'm watching this by the way uh it is assault on mary in hudsonville video three of three where you are arrested it's the security camera video from the government i mean they've got it looks like four or five officers surrounding you you are absolutely backing out the entire time you kind of stop at the door they open the door for you as though you're going to leave you're clearly having some sort of a conversation and then one of them grabs you and they all like glom onto you as though you're some sort of crazed violent uh you know addict felon that's going to lash out at them it's ridiculous it, it was absolutely ridiculous and it was just a complete shock and it still feels a little surreal that you know 12 12 people, supposedly my peers, who are also forced to be there. Mm. You know, they, 
I, they, they labeled me a, a felon. I mean, I just... Well, to me, you're a hero, Mary. I appreciate you taking the time to do this, because I imagine they offered you a plea deal, did they? Yes, and there's no way I was taking the plea. What was the offer, by the way? The offer was basically pleading down to the the misdemeanor charge, which was by that time amended to disturbing the peace Mm -hmm. and uh, probably fines and stuff. Now, let me real quick explain to the listening audience just how evil a plea bargain is. If Mary is, you know, a uh, a crazed lunatic bent on uh, destruction of Western civilization, why in the world would you offer her a lesser charge? Mm. I mean, for God's sake, she needs that. uh, She needs to be convicted by a jury of her peers to spend the rest of her life in a cell if she's a dangerous, awful person. The only people that uh, that plea bargains help are guilty individuals and government bureaucrats. How uh, yeah, are you, by the way, Mary? Are you a Free State Project participant, by the way? I um, I think the Free State uh, just in, by by its very definition is kind of a contradiction in terms. I'm I agree. more about uh, pushing the liberty in general. Absolutely. Um, I've I've called into pork therapy. In fact, since this whole thing, uh, in in the past week, I paid two hundred and seventy five dollars in ones, which weren't marked. I didn't have time um, to to another court for the driving on a suspended license, which I fought and lost. And then forty seven dollars, uh, which I did mark up a little bit, I gave to the uh, Secretary of State uh, so I could get my registration updated. So I'm still. Keep on keeping on. I I didn't get, you know, I didn't get arrested. Like I said, it's heroic. I appreciate everything that you've done. And I just feel like people like you are really spinning your wheels out in places like Michigan and in other places when you could come to New Hampshire and be together with other people who think like you do. You know, we don't still have enough people to totally, you know, get on all the juries, but at least we've got a growing movement of activists that have a similar mindset, people that love liberty. And I agree with you, free state is a contradiction in terms, kind of an oxymoron, uh, but it is a project worth uh, looking into, and I'd recommend you go to freestateproject.org and hope to see you up here in New Hampshire someday where we can back you up on this stuff. I don't know how many people came out to support you in court, but you probably would have had at least 20 of them uh, here Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate the update, and let us know what happens with your sentencing. Thanks again. Right 855-450-FREE. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything that you want toll-free, 855-450-FREE, the Sakel CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we share with you there. We've got a mobile site for those of you with a smartphone. Go to m, as in mobile, freetalklive.com. You'll find links to our live streams as well as software that will help you get tuned into those live streams. Uh, you can go to m. 
www.freetalklive.com. Like the rest of our website, it's free. One of the realities of a world that has fiat currencies, and a fiat currency is a, uh, a currency like the U.S. dollar and just about every other currency in the world, that governments can uh, print more of at will. They call it money, and therefore it is. Um, is that the state uses that currency, that will inflate that currency base in order to fund its wars. It's mathematically impossible to for an individual to inflate bitcoins. Bitcoins are a new online currency that's peer-to-peer, open source that allow you to send and receive money on the internet uh, without paying, uh, f- without having to pay any fees. They're potentially anonymous if you uh, you know use them properly and. You know, they've got a lot of advantages that regular currencies don't. They're a step forward in currencies. If the world used bitcoins, governments would have to think long and hard about who they wanted to go to war with. Antiwar.com is having its fund drive, and they take bitcoins now. Go to antiwar.freetalklive.com and donate to this worthy organization. They're the only ones out there reporting news that isn't slanted towards war. It's antiwar.freetalklive.com to donate in bitcoin. Let's go to the phones and you and your thoughts. Dean's on the line calling all the way from across the pond in London, England, listening to XM. Dean, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, hi. Um, I was listening earlier to the Marine you had talking about the opium, and it really struck a chord with me because I've actually seen this myself. And the core point that I wanted to make this evening on this issue is there are far too many people aware of this who are smearing their Christmas trees with turkey paste. (laughs) Thanks for the call. (laughs) 855-450-FREE. I didn't think he could be listening to XM in London, England, unless he was listening online. You can listen to XM through their online subscriptions. I I wonder if uh, somebody from England could could have picked him out as a faker as far as the accent. The accent, yeah. I I, I picked him out as a crank. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Anyway, at least it wasn't a profane crank. Well, profane by someone's... uh, uh, someone's. He might have said, uh, uh, you know, uh, smearing your Christmas tree with turkey paste. Turkey paste. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever that is. Grind up a turkey, and I guess you have turkey paste. Or well, something. clearly, you don't think that he used some kind of uh, foul language. No, I don't think so. Okay. Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. Let's continue here. We've got Earl listening in Medford, Oregon to KMed. Hey, Earl. Hi, um, I'd like to talk to you about a couple things. The first is the definition of the word public. Yes, sir. It does It does not mean we the people. It means the government. Yes, I agree. Right. So it's important that people understand that because a public building or a public car, you can't use that, and they can tell you to leave or not use it. And most of the time, you'll never, ever be given permission to use it. Yeah, but but they will tell you that uh, when they want you to pay for it, that it's yours. For instance, you know, the park or whatever. Yeah. The park belongs to everybody. Really? Well, I guess I'll be going out there and uh, buck naked chainsawing down the trees. Whoa, I need some wood. that. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Public is a buzzword that uh, makes uh, – it's, it's like when they call themselves public servants – what they really mean is they work for the government and they're serving themselves to your money that they're stealing from you. Right, at double the rate of yep. pay that the normal people get. But the other part I wanted to bring up was um, the abuse of power, such as in Mary's situation, where government officials abuse their power, and they do that under the umbrella of qualified immunity. For example, if a code enforcement officer comes to your to you and says, oh, you're not allowed to have that thing on your property, whatever it is. And you stand up 
hey, it's my property. I'm, I'm going to keep that thing on my property. And it turns out that the code enforcement officer or the police officer or name the public servant, it turns out that he's wrong. There's no penalty. There's a penalty if you're wrong. Right. But there's no penalty for when the public servants are wrong. That's right. And if they were penalized, like with their job, then, first of all, they'd always be polite. And number two, they'd always win because they would always make sure that they were 100% correct in the law instead of when they lose, they should lose their job. Or well, lose something. Right. It, well, I mean... No, they, no, it, no, it needs to... Because, see, when, when the weight of the government comes against you, this is something that causes people to lose sleep. It, it, oh, yeah. it disturbs their peace. It needs to be it needs to be that the public officials are so sure that he's going to put his job on the line. I love your ideas. It's a great job. idea. Yeah, They'll absolutely. never agree not to it, though. They, they don't have any not skin in the game. It has to be done through a referendum. Yeah. But not only his... The code enforcement officer, the frontline um, official, needs to lose his job, but all the the other appointed officials who oversee him all the way up to the highest office uh, uh, for that department, whatever it is, they all lose their jobs because they were oh. supposed to oversee him, and if he violated someone's rights... What a wonderful world that would be, Earl. They did not do their job. That is just a lovely vision. I totally support it. Now, what can we do to make it that can happen? Done through a referendum. Yeah. It can be people can do that through a referendum in the, each of the states. And then what? Have the the, the politicians? Uh, they'll 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 write, make sure it's written up and enforced by the government bureaucrats. No, <laughs> no. you have it written by the people. It put in through the referendum, so we get to put the words in instead of them letting the representatives put the words in. Then the union the challenges the it as uh, as un- unconstitutional, and the Supreme Court overturns it. I don't know. I guess I'm a pessimist when it comes to uh, keeping these government bureaucrats accountable. But I think what you've proposed is a good idea, and I do support somebody doing well, something it about it. It speaks to the fact that uh, when, when you go up against the government, whoever – because the government is nothing. The government is a label. The government is people who believe that they own you. Mm. And you know when you go up against these people, that the they've state. got no skin in the game. They're not going to lose anything. No, they're getting a paycheck either way. Right. You know The prosecutor in uh, Mary trial if mary would have lost they weren't going to send him to jail for two days nope. to sit locked up in a chair like she sat so that he'd have to i mean you know none of that there's no skin in the game for these people earl thank you for that call i do appreciate hearing from you tonight good suggestion i think that that would be something that maybe we could look at doing here in new hampshire someday as uh, we get more people moving here for the free state project people that love liberty coming together to the same place uh, many Free State Project participants are already getting elected to State House, so maybe we will see some kind of a proposal like that. I mean, who who could oppose an idea like that besides the government bureaucrats? Uh, well, but, but, I mean, take a look at how they enforce their own laws. Um, I mean, you know, this is – it's just how it goes from top to bottom. Charles Rang- Rangel, you know, if you and I did what uh, he did on his taxes, we'd be in jail. They just uh, they just threw another Hollywood guy in, in jail for, yeah, for, not filing ta- for not filing tax return Ooh. three years. 
I, I, I don't know. Costner's maybe. I don't know. I'm so really? bad at these uh, these names. Maybe Stephen Costner was one of these. Not Wesley Snipes. Uh, it was not Wesley Snipes. Okay. No. Um, and and you know they they do it all the time, going after them. But from the very top to the very bottom. I mean, when was the last time you heard about a cop in a cop car getting a ticket for speeding or going through a stop sign? Just saw one uh, parked at a parking meter that was expired the other day. Uh, James Cleveland did. No, here they don't town. have to do that. They don't have to pay those things. Right? They're different than you. They're better. Second class of uh, people. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We're doing the live Saturday edition of the program. Still have plenty of time for you and your thoughts if you make the call now. To 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Many features await you there. We've got a webcam. You can watch, listen, and interact with the program, uh, specifically with our listeners to the show. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com to see and do those things. It's uh, completely free. Now, we've talked about Bitcoins quite a bit here on Free Talk Live, uh, letting you know that they are an amazing development uh, for the Internet. This thing is, in my opinion, changing the world and will only have a larger effect over time. Uh, It is a decentralized currency, and it is completely digital meaning that it exists only in the realm of the Internet. And it's incredibly valuable because it allows people to transfer their money, their value from one person to the next, all around the world, virtually instantaneously, and without any governmental oversight or bankers' involvement whatsoever. Complete control over their money, which people sitting and listening to the radio right now likely think, well, you know, complete control of your money. I've got complete control of my money. No, you don't. No, you don't. Not if the IRS comes to your banker and says, uh, let's uh, get into that safe deposit box or that vault over there and raid your account. Oh, but I've got nothing to worry about. Well, the fact is, is that foreign countries, uh, the United States has gone into foreign countries and gone after people's accounts. So therefore, one can only assume that the United States would let foreign countries come after bank accounts here. I don't have a news story for it, but I'll bet you it's happened. I got a news story for you. How about, was it the 1930s when uh, people who were just holding gold didn't think they had anything to worry about either, and then all of a sudden it was confiscated. Confiscated gold from people? Absolutely. If you think you've got control over your money, you are mistaken. So anyway, if by the way, want... that was the gold that was in their safe deposit boxes. If you had the gold buried somewhere, you'd have been all right. And you still had, but it. you can't stick gold into your computer's CD-ROM drive and transfer it over the internet. Doesn't work that way. Bitcoins, you can, and right. if you want to get some bitcoins, go to bitinstant.com. It's the fastest, safest easiest way for you to get bitcoins bitinstant.com uh we've been working with them for quite some time we've all gotten uh bitcoins from them they are a you know safe fast and easy way to get your bitcoins i recommend them i could not recommend them more highly bitinstant.com some pretty cool guys running the uh, company too indeed yeah all right so to find out more about bitcoins go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com yeah do that 855-450-FREE let's continue corbin's on the line listening in charleston south carolina to wsefm hey corbin Hey there, how are you? Welcome. Uh, we're doing well. Go ahead. Good, good. I, uh, you're, you're in southern New Hampshire or you're in northern? Uh, southwestern New Hampshire in Keene. Uh, you, you, then you know Mount Monadnock. Yes, very well. I climbed the East Trail last summer. You and everyone else in the world, it's apparently. It's the most climbed yeah. mountain in the western hemisphere. <laughs> yeah, it, it, 
and it was an easy climb, and I was able to see the Prudential Building in uh, Boston in the distance. Did you, did you bring binoculars? No, you can see it with the naked eye on a super clear day. On a super clear yeah, day. Yeah, it would have to be pretty clear. Yeah, 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 you really can. It's neat. I, um, I used to live in New York. I used to work for E.F. Hutton and Lehman Brothers. I'm retired down here, and uh, I, sometimes I wish I were back in the middle Atlantic or New England. But I was in New York recently, and I saw a movie called The Rape of Nan King. Are you somewhat familiar with it? No. What? Tell me more. The Rape of Nan King was the abuse by the Japanese of the Chinese locals and nationals when Japan, and this is coming up, of course, because of Pearl Harbor yesterday, mm-hmm. when the Japanese uh, basically conquered all of, uh, all of Asia. I'm also a Vietnam veteran, and I've been all over uh, Asia, but that's not really part of this conversation. It astounded me uh, as to what the Japanese did to the Chinese, and it was uh, how they abused them. We're not only talking about rape, but murder, pillage, burning. There were original—it was a movie. One one can probably rent it, but I saw it at a movie theater, an avant-garde movie theater down on Houston Street. Mm Mm-hmm. And and it left me uh, somewhat shattered, even after having been in uh, wow. Vietnam during the war. And 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 I I've come to the conclusion, and I'm I'm wondering what you feel about this, and perhaps others will call in and be appalled. But I've come to the conclusion that in my lifetime, and I'm 69, the Chinese are going to take over Japan and decimate those people in response. Therefore. Not mm. only th- for what the Japanese did to the Chinese, but to all of the people of Asia, and including our islands of Hawaii. You're saying decades and later it, that they, uh, they're still harboring animosity and they're going to invade Japan? I believe that at some point, the Chinese—I've uh, been out of the military for 50 years, but I have younger people who are, who are 40 years— uh, there are younger people I know who've been involved with the military more recently than I, and they have told me that there are two enemies of the United States, India and China. I, I don't know whether it's true or not. It's just what they think. And let's, I don't care about India at this point, but the, the movie was very poignant to me, and I think it pointed out the brutality of the Chinese of the Chinese, of the Japanese in Asia, as which was similar to the brutality of the Germans in Europe. Well, I mean, this was the this was how things were done. To some extent, that yeah. time frame um, is is a is a change from the old world to the new. The sacking of a city, uh, you know, previous times, this is what occurred. This was normal behavior as far as the sacking of a city went. It's not something that we accept today. And this was yeah. sort of the last. You know, this is shocking to Americans and and absolutely. Absolutely, it should be. But I wonder, currently, China and Japan are doing a lot of trading back and forth. I mean, there's a little bit of kerfuffle about uh, some basically unoccupied islands uh, Mm -hmm. right now, but it... it, They're tussling over it, and also over Taiwan. Yep, but when... the Kurile Islands, which which the Japanese claim and which the Chinese do as well. There's a lot going on in the Pacific. I happen to listen... AM Live, or there's a show that comes on. I'm a courier down here in Charleston, so I can listen to late night radio, two, three, four, five in the morning. And there's a, there's a philosophy that was promulgated last night on this very radio station by AM Morning 
whatever it Probably was. Coast to coast AM, I want to guess. It's a talk show. And, and one of the people who called in was very articulate and very intelligent. And his, pro, pro, his thesis was the United States forced the Japanese to attack us at Pearl Harbor because of the sanctions that we put on the Japanese. Yep. And I began to think about this and think about the Japanese in Hawaii and the Japanese in Singapore and the Japanese in Vietnam, the Japanese and what they did in the Philippines and the death march of the American soldiers. And it began to irritate me about the Japanese. Well, I don't think it's fair to and just put all I'm the, you know, I don't think it's fair to do that, to just throw everybody yeah. who's in Japan in that category of the Japanese. I mean, the people who are alive today aren't generally the same people that were around for World yeah, War II. True, true, and true. Uh, as Mark pointed out, there's a lot of trade going on today, more so now perhaps than, uh, than in the past. And you don't attack your trading partners. So I don't know yeah, if I believe... I don't. Partners, but I think the Chinese have an ulterior... Now, remember, we protect Japan. Japan doesn't have an army to speak of. Japan doesn't have a navy to speak of compared to the Chinese or ours. And I think the Chinese are positioning themselves. And I I don't think I'm going to be dead when it happens, and I'm 69. I think the Chinese are positioning themselves to, at some point, Cost the United States or force us to tip our hand as to whether they they own us. You know, they own the United States lock, stock, and barrel economically. I don't see any reason why they would want to cause destruction to you know the the group of people that are basically in hock to them. But I think it's an interesting theory, Corbin. That's a good and uh, thank point. It's a good. It, anyway, the the movie called The Rape of Nanking. Thanks for the recommendation. Uh, we'll that. be sure to put it on the Netflix list. And thank you for the call tonight. Right. Appreciate hearing thank from you. you. I'm looking at uh, the, uh, the let's see a, a visualization of all the world's aircraft carriers, and I see something like two dozen for the United States, and I see one for China. Um, well, they're coming up economically. I mean, no two? doubt about that. In his lifetime, he, they got ten years yeah. to uh, you know to get air superiority. I don't know. I just it doesn't seem likely they're going to attack the United States. They're, That's what they'd have to do. If they were to attack, want want Japan. They're already taking over economically. I mean, they're owning a lot of uh, debt and uh, things here. More coming up. Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Free Talk Live, toll-free number. In these remaining moments, enough time for you if you dial in right now, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Hey, maybe you like this show. Maybe you would like to help support Free Talk Live. We sure would appreciate it. One of the ways you can do it is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. As an earlier caller suggested, that caller was, by the way, using the AMP phone lines, which is one of the perks that you will receive as a Free Talk Live amplifier. You'll get that phone number, as well as access to the AMP only call in or the uh, the AMP only podcast, the AMP only forum. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about the AMP program. And the basic concept is you send us five bucks a month, and we will take that money and invest it into the show 
to get Free Talk Live on more radio stations, bring more internet listeners on board. I'm uh, Hopefully, we'll be announcing a couple of new stations next week uh, that will be coming on board all seven nights a week, which is always good. It's always good when that happens. Oh, yeah. And they'll be coming on live uh, all seven nights, so that's even better. And it's the AMP program that made that possible because that station in particular needed some satellite hardware. Uh, they did not have the receiver that most stations have uh, in order to receive the show. So I sent them one because we've got the AMP money and we're able to afford those sorts of things. We're talking about a $1,000 satellite receiver here. So uh, it's the AMP program that makes that possible. And all it is is 5 bucks a month from you. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You get the perks that I mentioned. And, uh, you know, you help us out too. It's a big deal for us. So thank you. Amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones. To the fun. Rick, listening in Iowa. Uh, to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Hey, Rick. How you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, basically, I wanted to call in and fill you guys in on something that's been happening out here in Washington, Iowa. In right. 2010, uh, we had five county supervisors against uh, most of the residents in the county bring in zoning. Oh, dear. And uh, we, we fought hard and diligently against them and tried to convince them that uh, if they did this, they would pay. And we have made them pay. We have replaced four out of the five of the supervisors. Nice. And the new supervisors will be seated. We just replaced three of them in the last election. We got one in the first election two years ago. Now, are these new supervisors pledged to actually remove zoning? Yes, they are, because that's how they got elected. We formed a committee called Free County, and um, it was it was it was in the. Many people joined. Many people uh, got on board, mm-hmm. and uh, all through this whole zoning process, we we had uh, we, we we had a public forum meeting, of which about 500 people showed up, and uh, at least you could tell by the tone of it, at least 70 and 80 percent of the people were against zoning, mm. and these supervisors kept talking about this great uh, silent majority, which <laughs> obviously didn't come out, didn't come out to vote for them, right. Uh, we had we had one guy. These were all Republicans now, you know, these liberty-minded Republicans. Uh, we had one uh, Republican who lost in the primary and came back and ran as an independent, and we beat him even more soundly in the general election. Excellent. Than we did in, in – in, yeah, and it's, so now we're getting ready to do something that's not been done before in the history of the country. On January 1st, we're going to have our first – they have to have three meetings, which takes three months, to resent, rescind zoning. I don't believe that's true. I believe zoning was recently rescinded. Uh, was it up here, Mark, somewhere, or was it that it just didn't go through? Surely zoning's been turned around before. Really? Is this somewhere. the first time ever? No, never has been done. Wow. And uh, I'm sure that when we do this, uh, you know, because Iowa did Agenda 21 way back in the early 90s. They signed on to it, and that's what the whole deal is, is the Agenda 21 thing. I'm sure the state's going to come down and tell us we can't do it, and we're going to be in a bigger fight yet. Mm. So we might be making national news here pretty soon. That's exciting. I am elated uh, I, for you. Uh, I am also, uh, and I, yeah, I've been listening to you guys for about a year and a half, and um, sometimes y'all make my head hurt because uh, you bring <laughs> things up that it takes me a long time to study on and think about. And uh, don't always agree with everything you do, but I agree with most of it. You know, I like the idea of the Free State Project. I just wish you had to pick New Hampshire to do it. <laughs> well, I wish you to pick a state like Iowa. I think it would have been a. I think it would have probably been an easier deal. Maybe. I don't maybe know. Iowa was, doesn't have an international border, a deep water port, though, and it wasn't even. Uh, this, this is, this sorry, is 
it wasn't even one of the options on the uh, the list of possibilities. There were ten different candidate states. Uh, the ten candidate states were chosen as a ba- on a basis primarily of population. Uh, there were a couple other yep. factors involved, and Iowa's got too mu- too many people, according to uh, you know the numbers. Three three million people live there. Certainly not one of the more populated states, but uh, not one of the lowest no. in well, order not to anymore. be. We're down to we're down to two point seven. Oh really? I moved out here. Yeah, since I moved out here in '95, we've lost two U.S. representatives. We had six. Now we've got four. And then there's one other thing I don't want to worry. They're not worth talk. anything. Plus, the place is pretty big too. What is it? Uh, see here, fifty-six thousand square miles. How long does it take oh, you to, to get to the the state capital from where you live? Uh, it takes me about two and a half hours, depending on how pissed off I am. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, man, big, big. I mean, that's a big success for you to be able to eject sitting uh, city councilors, or in this case, uh, selectmen, or whatever they call themselves there in Iowa. County supervisors, yeah, county supervisors, and then put, put uh, in people that have pledged to repeal the, the, you know, the expansion of government. I hope that they actually stick to their pledge and that this pans out for you. Will you let us know? Well, oh, absolutely. We and we have told them all. We, you know, for for free county to support them, they had to sign a pledge that they were absolutely against zoning. And we have promised them all mm. when they got elected, uh, we replaced these other guys, your job's on the line. Yeah. You got you got four – oh, this is a cushy job, man. They meet once a week uh, or once – yeah, we, they meet once a week. Uh, they do a little stuff around the county and make $35,000 a year. You know, not too, real, not real, too bad. Real, real great job. No, not bad at all. One other thing I want to ask, are you guys in control of where XM puts your program at what time? No. Afraid not. <laughs> no, uh, that's uh, Premier uh, Radio Networks. The channels that we're on on XM uh, do not appear on Sirius. So that's why we're only heard on XM, and that's due to an agreement that Premier had with uh, XM. Clear Channel was an investor in XM back in the day when they got started up, and so they, they claimed uh, 10% of XM's bandwidth. So Premier... So the, the channels you're listening to aren't even actually programmed by XM in any way, shape, or form. They're pro, uh, programmed by right. Premier Radio Networks, and they make those decisions. Uh, but they certainly would, I'm sure, be willing to listen to you uh, if you were to reach out to I them. I know XM won't. I've called XM a couple times about it, but I guess I'll call Premier and find out. Because he used to come on at 8 o'clock Central Time, and I used to listen to you every night. You I mean during the, the week? Truck. You're talking about during the week? Yes, during the week. Right, because you're listening on Extreme Talk uh, tonight, and Extreme Talk carries us live uh, from 6 to 9 yep. Central, 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time. And uh, so that we're cool. with Obviously, that's great. And I'm cool being on XM however much time they want to put us on. I appreciate being there at all because our XM audience is great and very participatory. I mean, they've been the bulk of the uh, the call load that uh, that we've had tonight. I, w- I will say this to you. You know, uh, I was ready to cancel my XM subscription until you guys popped up. Wow. wow. I listened to you on the computer before. Well, that's definitely something to tell them. And, I, you know, if enough people contact them, it'll make a difference. But, yeah, contact Premier. Tell them you want to hear more Free Talk Live and uh, that you want to hear us live during the week as well because it sure would be great to be live. For our listeners that don't know, we're on two different XM channels, which is pretty unusual. I don't yeah, know how many one shows of the very few are like shows that. that are on, too. So we're on Extreme Talk on the weekends, but during the week we're on America's Talk, and they delay broadcast our show by a couple of hours. They were carrying yeah. all three hours for a while, and then they cut us back to two. But just to give you a little bit of history, when we started with XM, we were on for, uh, for I think we started with two hours, and then they added our third yeah. hour, and then they cut it back to two hours, and then they added the third hour again. So it just all depends on you know the programming shuffling that they've got going on there. And one of the reasons why we, we've made it as far in the business as we have 
uh, is because we're yeah. really flexible. A lot of the the companies, a lot of the shows that you hear out there, the you know the Glenn Becks and the the Rush Limbaugh's oh, yeah. and those guys, they have these corporate contracts that are pages and pages and pages long, and you can't cut those guys back. Like they are not flexible at all. You've got to air their show, and you got to air all three hours, and you've got and if you miss an hour, you've got to play all their commercials at some other time. You know, like with Free Talk Live, if a station wants to take an hour of our show, fine, take an hour. If you want to preempt the show, put on baseball preempt the show it's no problem so we've always been really flexible and that helps keep us on so rather than cut us out entirely you know it's like with these other shows their only option would be if they wanted to make a change to their schedule would be to cancel the show entirely so luckily you know we're still on two hours because we're cool with that uh, but again any That's feedback great. that you go ahead yeah, I said uh, the, the the guy that replaced you was some big neocon by the name of David Webb, and I I hear him on the Mike Church show every now and again, and I I can't stand the guy really, you know, he just like just gives me crazy, you know, just drives me nuts. Thank you, Rick, for the call tonight. I do appreciate hearing from you. Let us know what happens there in Iowa, and uh, appreciate the. Oh, I'll uh, keep you updated. Yeah, man, appreciate hearing from you tonight. So uh, anybody, and whether it's XM or your local talk radio station, if you're not getting free talk live all three hours per night. All seven nights of the week, we're on live from 7 to 10 at night Eastern time, so adjust for your time zone as necessary. Uh, Contact your local program director and tell them first, thank you for airing Free Talk Live, because you want to keep the call positive, and then ask Real Nice Like for more Free Talk Live. Again, if you don't get us all 21 hours per week live. That's a nice thing to do. It's an it's a, it's something good to show appreciation rather than to just say I hate this other show and you need to do this. Yeah, well, that happens in the radio business. People, right. people, it's a very personal medium. You know? So you'll stand out if you compliment the programming first. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. Hey, podcasters, it's uh, it's that time of year again. Uh, Proflowers.com is advertising with Free Talk Live, and we're delighted to have them. They are a big advertiser, and um, it's a really good thing. They've already committed to upping their ad buy as a result of, uh, you know, what you guys did during Mother's Day and buying, you know, bouquets and that kind of thing during Mother's Day. Thank you for doing that. Um, they've, you know, like I said, exponentially increased their ad buy for um, – the valentine's day holiday but they've uh, are also advertising here with us during christmas and it's podcast only that they're advertising so they have faith in you guys i have faith in you guys in order to uh, sort of maintain what we're uh, doing for them and they've got a really great little offer here for 19.99 so 20 bucks you can get Santa's workshop mini cypress tree is what it's called and it comes with its uh, you know with decorations free lights and ornaments it's a it's a little christmas tree that uh, you know it takes care of that uh, it can take care of your entire holiday decorating at the house so all you have to do is have this little tree you can send it to a, a child or a family member or even a um, you know wife or loved one whomever and i think it'll make a great little gift um, it's a little christmas tree and um, you can get it from proflowers.com you can uh, upgrade to the angel and snowflake ornaments with white lights for just $10 more. The tree comes, um, you know, the, the standard one comes with uh, festive red, with a festive red 10 with colorful lights and 12 wooden ornaments. So you can go to proflowers.com and um, take a look at those great looking trees. And this is a one week only special, by the way. There will be um, other specials coming up. For this deal, go to proflowers.com, click on the mic in the top and type in FTL. It's always FTL for Free Talk Live um, in all of our advertisers. Uh, this live mini Christmas tree is perfect for someone who doesn't have a room for a big tree, whether it's a dorm room or a small apartment or whatever. You can get your mini Christmas tree 
ready to decorate for just $20. You can call 800-P-R-O-Flowers and mention FTL or go to proflowers.com. Click the microphone in the top right corner, type in FTL. It's proflowers.com, the microphone, FTL. And the offer expires on midnight Friday. Yes, I did ask what time, which time zone, and they said Pacific. So offer ends Pacific time midnight on Friday. 